0: I'm Nick Turzo, and you are listening to The Radical. This week's guest is another Texan whose band is making some serious noise at Alternative Radio. They have just released a new EP, Tech, which was recorded at the legendary studio Sonic Ranch and mixed by Manny Maroquin. Culture Wars singer and songwriter Alex Dugan comes aboard to discuss the band's songwriting and recording process his segue from film school to music, influences and understanding TikTok. Coming up, my conversation with Alex Dugan. Alex. Good to see you. Howdy. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So your band is called culture wars. Um, and you have a new EP out, uh, called Teche. is that how you pronounce it? Which is, uh, Teche? tech it's, Teche. It, it, it,
1: tech tech. It, it's a made up word, so it could be whatever the hell you want it to be, but you know, it's, it's, we say tech, but tech. I think if you Google it, it means like in French, it, this is not what we wanted. We just figured it out after the fact, uh, Cause we just, we name songs, random things when we're making them like completely nonsensical stuff. And this is like, you know, four glasses of wine in or something. And and our producer just wrote like tech with an E on it just to be a, a, a jokester or whatever. But, uh, uh, and then it, we're like, well, let's just keep it. <laughs> So, it, but if you Google it in French, it means like a, like a water trench or something. We're like, well, okay, well, that, that wasn't really the point, but okay. <laughs> I mean, I think
0: it means, doesn't it like uh, mean like roof too, like in Spanish or something close to that? Uh, I think. Oh, I, so you've conquered know. a lot of languages. So um.
1: it, it's the the, the least uh, graphic uh, fake name we've ever had for a song. So I'll, it's, you yeah, know, I'll take All it. All right.
0: So we're going to call it tech then. Yeah, sure. okay awesome and uh you kind of have a a, a new single out with this too is it called lose money is that the single
1: yeah yeah that's like the final single part of the of the whole thing that's been i guess like two weeks in now that's fantastic
0: um you recorded this at a place called sonic ranch studios that's near el paso who's tell me a little bit about this studio
1: yeah, so it's 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 technically in Torneo which is about 30ish 45 depending on tr- whatever traffic from El Paso like from the airport uh kind of towards uh back towards the border you take I10 and um it's, it's this weird like pecan ranch that this guy has inherited and turned into what is now the largest residential recording studio in the country and um it's just kind of like being at summer camp. It's pretty funny. It's, uh, you know, you, there's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do other than just focus. And he's cultivated the guy, Tony, he's cultivated this studio with just out of love, like every possible amp and drum and synth and you could ever imagine. He'll find like, he'll, he'll ask all the experts, what's the best year, what's the best make model. And he'll find that exact thing. And then he'll do that for like anything you could possibly think of and then, and lets you just have at it without charging you for it. I mean, it's really like a, like a, I don't know, like a <laughs> some kind of blessing. Yeah, it's know.
0: like a labor of but, love uh, on his part. And it's kind of a dying breed, this yeah. whole, you know, residential studio notion. Um,
1: yeah. But there's, there's a lot of people go through there. Like, um, I mean, a lot, a lot of very well-known people from the us as well as uh, mexico come in through there so it's it's really and then all this all the studios kind of come together in the main house for like lunches and dinners and stuff like that so it's it's a lot of fun but that that's where we wrote the majority of the ep and uh also recorded it obviously but we just kind of went in just kind of in in not in boredom but just like hey let's try something new and if we get something great if we don't and then four days turned into like three weeks of just like, well, let's just finish it, we're already here. Wow. Um,
0: but yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so you actually wrote in the studio, too. You came in clean.
1: Yeah, we went just as like a, you know, let's try something new, new producer, new lots of things, and like, let's just, and I mean, our producer's our buddy anyway, so it's like, let's just go have fun. And, you know, if we come up with something great, if we don't, like, it was a good boys' trip kind of thing. And it ended up, we, we weren't going in trying to, like, complete anything. It was, it just kind of happened. So I was like, oh, okay, well let's stay for another week. Okay, let's stay for another week. And then, you know, and then it turned into that. And then we completed all the final little tweaks at the the village in L.A. Oh, nice! But the majority of it was was there in uh, in Torneo,
0: right? And this was mixed by Manny. Is that t- true, Manny Maraquin? Quinn, how do you pronounce it?
1: Yeah, yeah, he did. He did all of that, and he did the majority of our previous EP as well. So we had an established uh, relationship
0: with him there. Well, they sound very good, so it's it, it's working. <laughs> tell me a little bit about yeah, the band. You, you. have this great name, Culture Wars, uh, based on our world that yeah. we live in now. And tell me a little bit about how you guys all met and uh, how long you've kind of been a band
1: yeah i mean it's it's been like a long process i in college transferred to ut for film school uh, about halfway through so i was like uh, 20 or something but when i was there i was in film school and i i I was like well i'm I'm already two years in even though i'm transferring Uh, you know i want to get a degree but really i'm kind of over it i want to do music so i started trying to like find musicians eventually i found david our drummer um and then through a longer process found our uh one of our founding members who's no longer in the band um but that's been it's been a long time since that happened uh and we were all in a previous band together in which case we were like just really we were touring and doing stuff and and we just kind of came up with like i'm kind of bored of this like let's try something new just as just for fun not as like a let's blow up the existing band I mean, that's what happened, but you it know, wasn't the intent. So we then, the it was a five piece, the three of us split off to start this completely new project and essentially ditch everything. So um, that's what happened there. Um, in which case uh, we met Dylan um, who, I mean, plays a lot of things, but on stage, at least he's playing bass and keys and all sorts of stuff. Um, and we met him, I met him through a mutual Houston front. It's funny how it all kind of comes back to Texas, but um, but yeah, so we kind of put this new, we, we wrote the song lies. That was like the first thing we did. Uh, and we're like, Whoa, okay. Uh, this is different. And so we essentially based everything around that and then tried to figure out what the rest of it was going to be. And then in that process, we've just been constantly developing and, and coming up with what we wanted to do. And I think for us, it's not about doing one particular song that works and then just doing it a hundred times. It's like, let's just make the music we want to make things that make us happy, things that that we like, and hopefully other people like it as well.
0: You know, this is like your second EP. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean,
1: for us, it's, it's like, you know, my thought process on EPs and on releases is like, you know, unless you're, you know, Drake or Kanye or something and someone's actually going to go through the entire album, like you're better off just, quality over quantity, give the best, even, you know, best things you possibly can. Um, You know, so that's, it's more of a, like, here's just our absolute best material that we've been working on, Um, which we're we're already in the process of doing that again. Well, we've been in the process for the last two years, like writing and writing and writing and revising and revising and revising and really just holding a very, very high bar, higher than we had before. So that's what we're in the process of doing now, even though tech just
0: came out. Right. And is that so is that so? it's a format that works for you. I mean, do you envision doing a whole project yeah. at some point where you just go for it and do 12 well, songs?
1: Well, we're, we're kind of doing that now, but I think the plan of it, well, the plan's always, you know, because it's the internet. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. But I think the plan, we're essentially working on an album now, but whether we release it that way or not is up for debate because, uh, you know, I think certainly the industry is set up to put out a song at a time. And for small things, because once it's out, it's out and then it's dead to the world right after a certain amount of time. So, you know, I think each song that we spend a lot of time on deserves its own little moment, even if it's for a month. So I think even if we had an album, we would still you know, slow drip it in that kind of way. But we, we'd have it, you know, it'd be done and then we can go and then go back to work and just have constant stuff going.
0: Right. Do all, do all you guys write or is it who's the primary writers, all three of you? It, it changes from time to time. It, it really just depends.
1: Um, in some cases it's, you know, the whole band in some ca- in other cases it's me with our producer, Caleb uh, in other cases, it's, you know, me with Dylan or something like it, it can be all sorts of random things. It's kind of just best idea sticks to the wall. Um, you know, in, in, in more recent stuff, when I was living overseas in Australia, it was a lot of like zoom writing. Um, which weirdly was more productive, I think, because we weren't like, we were just like, it was all in the morning and it was sober and it was just like, there was nothing to do other than work. So, you know, there's no distractions. I, you know, something to be said about that, but
0: yeah. (laughs) I noticed you have like some recurring lyrics that pop up here. You know, we have the word lies Mm -hmm. shows up a lot. Occasionally the word money shows up. So (laughs) is there anything going on thematically with those two Not intentionally
1: it's probably probably my subconscious um you know uh I'm definitely more conscious of it now but you know at the time when we're doing it i I don't really care you know whatever the whatever the message is whatever the song is it is it is what it is like in the case of uh the you know money gimme gimme it was just what came out of my mouth and and the same thing with with lose money and you know at no point were we like well we already did a song that had that word in it Eh, Who cares? You know, if it's good, it's good. And, you know, whatever, whatever makes the best song, you know, but I'm sure, you know, themes like that, like lies and money are are, uh, unfortunately universal. So wasn't the intention,
0: but uh, yeah. Well, I was just, I was just concerned for you. Seemed like you were around a lot of people that are lying to you and I've had it (laughs) looking out for you.
1: It's it's not, it's not hard to be. No, I appreciate
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) So who are some of your, you're a young band, you know, I'm kind of curious and we'll get to this down the road, but like, who are some of your influences?
1: uh all sorts of stuff um because it's behind me stones and beatles and um you know new order depeche mode uh, u2 uh all sorts of ki- killers seventy five, kings of leon i mean those are, i mean they're all great bands you know um i'm sure i could rattle off all sorts of stuff but you know also you know we grew up from texas so whether you like it or not, country seeps into it. Um, we definitely have our like random, you know, country days where Dave will just turn on something from like the nineties when we were kids. And it's like, Oh my God, like your, your brain realizes how embedded it is. You're like, Whoa. Cause it's like, everyone's like, Oh, what's your first concert? I go away from Houston. Everyone's first concerts, the rodeo, whether you like it or not, you get brought, you know, um, but uh, but yeah, so I mean, there's this all sorts of stuff. And then, you know, I think there's all sorts of, you know, pop and hip hop and rap and all that stuff kind of starts to bleed in. And uh, certainly for me, um, in that genre, and then certainly pop for David as well, although I think it it changes. But, you know, we just, for us, we're all into completely different things. And so when we come together, it kind of makes this nice little blend of Kind of keying each other in on what we're into,
0: you know. It's awesome at this early kind of stage. I know you guys have been at it for a few years, so I don't want to act like you're, you know, fresh off the the wagon.
1: Oh, it's always um, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, you have had some great success at radio, alternative radio already, and all that, which is fantastic. And congrats doing that yeah. um, early on. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but I was just curious: is there like a career out there? Like, do you see someone that you say, you know, what if we had to model our career? You know that over a 20 year period or 30 year period, that's a career I'd like to have. Is there an artist that has something that you see as a model? Mm, I
1: think there's probably multiple ways that I would, that my brain would look at it. I think there's like a personal life model and then there's like a business model as well. Um, You know, I I always kind of say that the goal is like Wembley stadium, you know, kind of thing, which is, you know, is a big, you know, whatever. But, you know, may- maybe you too. I mean, I know they get a lot of shit for, you know, trying to still keep it going when they're, you know, older, but I mean, good on them for it. I mean, well, who cares? You know, um, and, uh, And musically as well, because they just have consistently, whether people like it or not, have pushed themselves to do something new. Because it's so easy to go back and go, okay, we're going to make Joshua Tree again or something, you know, and then I mean, they kind of did that, but, (laughs) you know, but not they didn't do it three times. You know, so it's like, uh, you know, they they continuously push themselves to do something new to to not just stay stagnant. I think that's, um, you know, pretty admirable. And, and, you know, you have to kind of blow it all up to re-envision it again. I think that's important.
0: Right. And are you, I mean, how has COVID affected you guys? I mean, touring wise, I mean, are you guys going to go out and play some shows now.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we go back and forth on, it. I mean, there's been some like opportunities, but we're not really seeking them out right now. I think, you know, we're, we're talking about like Christmas, not Christmas, but like December, like radio shows and stuff like that. But are those even going to happen? Right. And then, then, you know, if we could go to Texas and we could play shows, you know, where we're from, but you know, if it's outdoor and, you know, I, I think that it's certainly, you know, Lollapalooza has proven that outdoor is safe as long as you're doing all the checks and stuff like that. But at a certain point, I mean, I, I just, I don't want to put something on sale just to like reschedule it or cancel it. Cause it's just such a like weird, you know, tease or whatever. Like I've got tickets for the stones coming up and, it's supposed to be in October I and, mean, you know, uh, we'll see. That's just, it's just a weird, I don't know. And I, and at a certain point you have to kind of question, like, obviously when you do a show, you're performing for the fans, but there's obviously a reciprocal to that. And so, you know, yes, they may enjoy it, but, but who are you really doing it for? And you have to kind of ask yourself that tough question. Are you really just doing it because you're bored or because you want to be the, the attention all of a sudden? So. I don't know that it's that complicated as I make it. Cause that's just somebody with anxiety, just talking about, you know, that in that kind of direction. But um, you know, I think we're probably looking still at, at the new year, you know um, I'd love for it to be sooner, but it's, it's not really about me. So, but, you know, we'll just see.
0: Interesting. And did you, I mean, with the radio support you got kind of on the last record and such, I mean, did that yeah. allow you guys to have a little bit of a national touring strategy uh for yourselves rather than just being in texas well it
1: it was all well yes but it was all during the pandemic and still is so i mean the majority of our success has all been in the pandemic so you know we haven't really been able to actualize it yet and so even a lot of those stations around the country have been playing us it's like cool, we're not there yet, you know, (laughs) like there are shows, but we're not putting our name on it because we don't, you know, we don't want to be liable or something. I don't know. But uh, so I think there's a a great deal of like, I don't know what the word is that we've kind of earned to be able to let go finally actualize that and and see the people who've been listening to music, but it just, it it just hasn't materialized yet, obviously.
0: And having a kind of part of your adult life now has been really in Austin, Texas. I mean, is that... What's, uh, has there been advantages for you creatively here with the community? Have you been able to plug into that once you've kind of left the campus? Um No, I mean, uh, quite honestly,
1: like, we are pretty disconnected from the Austin scene. And, you know, it is what it is. I think there was a, a time when we were like, oh, like, we really want to be in the scene. And then we kind of realized, well, it's just, it's just not us. We're just not the guy, like. I love listening to music. I love doing stuff, but it's just not our personalities. Like I'm, I don't really like to get out and go to a bunch of shows, unfortunately. And I feel like, you know, that's a very huge social aspect of that, but it's just not my personality. And, you know, I just want to be myself. So, you know, I'm, I'm a nice guy. I just don't want to do things I don't want to do, you know, whatever. But, uh, but within that, I think, you know, there's always inspiration in different places. I mean, I, I, We've done a lot of work in El Paso. I think that's been a huge piece of the puzzle. We've done a lot of writing in El Paso. We've done a fair amount of writing in Austin as well. Um, More recently, the majority of everything was written in Sydney and LA. So, you know, the inspiration can come from all sorts of places. For us, it's more about like the location because if I'm just sitting at home my brain's too content. I'm not going to be, you know, like you're you're in, you're in a comfort zone. And if you're in a comfort zone, you're only going to creatively be in a comfort zone. So for us, it's about pushing ourselves, not only in the moment, but physically as well, which is why like something like El Paso, where you're, you're out in the, you're out in the desert on this farm and it's, it's, you're pushing yourself physically, mentally, everything. It it puts you in a very, very different headspace.
0: And what, how did you get to Sydney? I mean, what were you doing in Sydney? Can I ask? (laughs)
1: Uh, oh i was just i was there uh visiting some people okay
0: <laughs> okay yeah. chasing a woman i i think is what that means <laughs> <laughs> that <sounds weird. laughs> so here's something intriguing to an old guy like me so you go you come here you go to ut you're gonna study film become the next next uh richard link ladder for us um you decide music's more your calling um as a young person today i mean is it what makes you pursue music? I mean, it feels like there's so many other distractions throughout it. Music's been a little bit less, I don't know what you want to call it. I don't want to call it less important because um, it's not. It's just more available, more, I don't know how to explain it. I think influencers have carved into the world a little bit. So musicians aren't as important.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's. Especially an alternative, it's very hard to be like. I mean, like when we're doing "Leave Me Alone," and and look, TikTok has been very, very great to us, frankly. So I'm appreciative of the platform and of and of the influencers because they've helped lift us up, you know. But at the same time, it's it's hard when you're like on the radio chart, and it's like, oh, Warner just signed this new TikTok star, and they're passing you on the radio chart because somebody wrote a song for him. You know, I, I I get it. It's the industry, uh, you know. It is what it is, but. It, it's certainly hard to compete with whatever the new TikTok star is or whatever the new like child, you know, child of a celebrity is doing and not to take away from what they're doing. It it is what it is, but it's certainly when you're a band, it it makes it harder for a band to exist when that is the economy. Right. So, you know, and that's, what's hot. So that, right. Because they, I mean, they decide what's hot, frankly, but um, so it definitely makes it, difficult but you know i guess <laughs> i'm i'm realizing i'm forgetting the original question like,
0: i got on it no the original but, question was really just about you know so many other just choices nowadays you know being a guy that's in a band isn't yeah. really necessarily number 1 like it used to be maybe 30 years ago
1: well yeah i mean i guess the the best context would be like how i grew up right so like i grew up with you know a mother who is not professionally a singer but loved to sing and a, and a father who's not professionally a musician but did study it and loved you know he I grew up with the beatles and Jimi hendrix were the only two cds that were allowed to be in his cards. you know and that's what we listened to every day to school it was one or the other that was it you know put my charger in here um and that was it that was all we listened to And, um, so that, that bleeds in. And then you add in, like, when I was a kid, I was like five years old and watching like blues brothers, 2000. And all I wanted to do was be the kid in blues brothers, 2000. That was, that was the whole thing for me. So I was like, how do I be the kid? And my mom's like, well, the kid's an actor. You want to go act? And I said, okay. So I did musical theater from when I was six to when I was 13 before high school. I actually I got into the high, the private high school that I got into for musical theater, which I never did. Once I got in, they were pretty pissed about that. But <laughs> I was like, yeah, now <laughs> that I'm here, I don't want to do that. And uh, but they had they had a film program at, in in the high school, and that's what I ended up doing, and that's what I ended up going to school for. But it didn't satisfy that that singing part of the whole thing. So I'm like, well, how do I, you know, it's high school, you, you know, how do I come up with a, a cool way? to get away with the singing that I like to do. And that turned out to be, well, why don't you start a band? So I had a band in high school and then I go to film school and I started a band in college. And so it's, it's all just kind of been moving towards that. And it's all just been trying to be the kid in blues brothers, 2000. So that's, that's where it comes from for me, you know?
0: And do you, and I just enjoy it. It's fun. Do you think there's a merge of your skills there visually and audio wise? I mean, does that work for social media for you to be able to combine those two or have a knowledge of each of those? Does TikTok work for you because other people are playing your music? What really propels you on that platform, or is it what you create on it?
1: No, no, no. TikTok is is other people using the music for sure. Um, I am too old, unfortunately, to understand fully. Nor am I an eighteen year old girl. If I was an eighteen year old girl, oh my god, our TikTok would be going crazy. But uh, no, I mean the you know that, and that's all like you know. I, I, frankly, I struggle with that platform, but it is what it is. I mean, like, we have a, a couple hundred thousand followers on there, but, you know, mainly just because of the music and because we're posting, like, it's not like anything groundbreaking or anything like that compared to these, you know, influencers with millions and tens of millions. And, you know, like this girl who's been really great to us, uh, Bella Porch, who's got like 80 million followers, and she just posted Lose Money the other day. I'm just like, sweet. <laughs> That's like, that's kind of nuts, but all right, cool. Uh, you know, and it's, you know, so it's, it's a little over my head, but I think with the film school stuff, I mean, it comes into play more so when we do music videos. Um, I've been pretty heavily involved in almost every video we've ever done from a, from a co-directing standpoint. Um, especially when we got into all these visualizers that we did and we started shooting everything on super eight film. And, you know, that's, that's, you know, like all the music videos we did for tech are all shot on super eight film Kodak that we all shot ourselves as a group of friends. Like we all collectively like our photographer, like our buddy Charles as well who's become our photographer videographer as well, who also engineers and, and produces with us. Uh, you know, the rest of the band, including myself, you just pick it up and you shoot. I mean, something like that would only, probably exist in an environment where you've got like a film like film school kind of mentality that's like oh that's really cool because then anybody else would be like i don't you know let's let's dig up this old medium and (laughs) and like develop a bunch of film and you know so stuff like that would just only exist in in, in that kind of environment so it it definitely seeps its way in
0: but youtube Uh, is still equally important right so i mean I mean, Mr. Dead does become really important. We've had a
1: lot of great YouTube stuff. Yeah. Now continue. Yeah. I mean, YouTube's been great for, yeah. YouTube's been great for, for, uh, for us for discovery as well. You know, Um, and for us, it's about creating as much content as we can, not to get like super into like a marketing thing, but like for, for me, it's when someone discovers us, however, however the hell they discover us. I want to give them as much as they possibly, I want to hold their attention for as long as I possibly can, because it's, if, if they want more, here you go, you know, like, and the more time they spend, you know, the the more I would assume that they enjoy it unless they're just hate watching, but uh, you know, so that's always been the MO is we need content for every single song and, and maybe more than one. And, and how can we do that economically? And that's when it's like, well, let's, you know, let's just, cause we were talking about doing with this, with the, uh, the visualizers for this last one, it was like, oh, we'll build a set and do all this stuff. And I'm like, well, let's build a set that looks like Vegas. And, you know, frontier is like 60, 70 bucks around trip to Vegas. And we'll just go, it's there, it's free. We don't need to spend two grand on some set, you know, let's just go. And then that way it kind of turns into a vacation anyway. And, you know, you finagle it that way. But, uh, so, you know, just, using it that way and developing and having as much content as possible, but being really trying to be really smart about it. Cause you could have shot all everything we did on a cell phone and it would have been okay, but the super eight gives it that much more character.
0: Right. Know? And do you do any kind of alternative mixes for with your music at all? I mean, if, do you do anything that puts it in a dance mode or a, you know, something different?
1: Yeah, well, sonically? not, not, publicly i guess we yeah we always we always screw with it anyway um just for fun because we get bored um but no i mean we've never i'm sure there it'd be ripe for it a lot of the electronic stuff that we do as well um but it's just never kind of we've just not not had the right opportunity where we're like okay cool you know um but you know always open to anything
0: yeah well it's it's, (laughs) it is a creator economy they say these days so it just seems like everything's being kind of chopped up and repurposed and
1: yeah well the the, the clever the clever la- label people you know well, they, they keep the same isrc and it lets them run up that run up the numbers we're we're not we're not that uh conceited yet i guess i don't know
0: <laughs> i hear you i hear you so up next is you think more i mean it's going to be a i'll take a bet is it <laughs> touring or more new music <laughs> which is going to win well
1: right now the only yeah the only thing on the schedule right now is new music i mean we're we're actively right now in the recording process um so i mean we were we were in el paso last week so you know we were actively in the recording process for this pseudo album we'll see what it turns out to be um and now we're in the we're still tracking but we're tracking and editing as we go and we're taking our time trying to be very very deliberate about every single thing so you know that's where the majority of our time is like we did an entire week in El Paso just getting the drums to six songs but it was getting it dead on right like and really which we've never done so it's 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 a it's become a very very tedious and thought through process of really making cuz we know we love the songs that we have and we know that they're the best anything we've ever done like which is funny to say when we just put out the new stuff but it just you know I always say if you're not getting better then there's a bigger problem right so you know we're really really leaning in on that and if shows pop up i mean we're we prepped the entire new ep and played two shows the last week of February, 2020, we were, we were ready. So, you know, we've already figured that out. So that wouldn't take very much time to pull it all back together. So as soon as, you know, it's the time's right, we're, we're, we're gone. Yeah, kind of thing, well, yeah.
0: You have a great voice. And I, you know, I think in your future recordings, Move that forward. <laughs> it's really great. It's
1: a balancing act yeah, with the guys. Gonna yeah, appreciate push it.
0: push ahead there with your vocal above the tracks a little. So <laughs> yeah. don't tell anyone I said that. I'm going to strike that. So, uh, but listen, thank you for your time. Uh, the new EP is Tech. We're going to say um, sure. it's fantastic. These guys are great songwriters and. Uh, I mean, you're kind of moving the alternative flag, which is great to hear um, from a guy from the 90s who thought the alternative music was important. Yeah, so. yeah thank yeah. you. We'll so, keep going. Yeah. Keep pressing forward. Well, I look forward to actually seeing you guys play live. So. <laughs> Me <Yeah>. too. <laughs> Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This show originates from the podcast capital, Austin, Texas. My producer is Sean O'Neill. Visit theradicalpot.com for updates and even some merchandise. Also, please subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I also ask that you please share episodes with your friends so we can continue to grow our community. See you all again next Friday.